A very good morning, a very good afternoon, or a very good evening, depending upon where you are and when you are listening to this podcast. Hi, this is your friend and your host Shiva, welcoming you again to our podcast Vision Intact. I hope you are having a great day and you are safe and fit and healthy. So let's start off this podcast. The first episode that I have chosen uh, for this particular podcast is Smartphone Accessibility for Android Smartphones. There are a couple of reasons why this I have chosen this as my first episode and yes, uh, I, I want to clarify one thing that for iPhones as well, I would have a smartphone accessibility for iPhone also will be soon coming uh, in the future episodes. So yeah, so the reason why I chose this podcast, uh, I mean the, this episode topic to be a smartphone accessibility for Android phones or for, for that matter smartphone accessibility. I have a lot of friends who are visually impaired uh, like me and uh, I see a good number of them still prefer the basic handset and uh, a good reason why because probably they love the physical numpad that's or rather the keypad that is available so they like the tactile feel and you know ease of dialing numbers then speed dialing is a great option to have and uh, the battery backup is obviously much better than your smartphone that come however that gap is narrowing down a little I'll, I'll, go, I'll come to that as well later in the episode and uh, then durability is a big factor uh, so they're quite durable, uh, the basic handsets. Uh, they're not that fragile as your smartphones. And uh, probably, you know, uh, little nifty features like, you know, torch and stuff. I don't know, maybe, it, or maybe just the emotional value they have with it, attached to it. So, you know, these are the reasons why, uh, you know, they don't want to move on to a smartphone or probably they're on the fence. They are not yet decided whether they want to you know, buy a smartphone for themselves or not. I genuinely respect and feel it's a personal choice. Uh, people may want to go for a smartphone, may not. And I I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to convert those people or push them to buy a smartphone. That's not my intention. However, I just want to give them an idea what accessibility features are there. And luckily on Android and iOS, more or less, I would say now uh, with Android developing, evolving rather, uh, as the time has gone by, I think so more or less they are same. However, however I would feel iOS a little better. That also I'll come to in a future episode. Uh, the reason why so as well. But still, uh, so for them to just to get an idea of uh, what are features are available, uh, so they can also understand, uh, you know, how a smartphone would help them, or rather enable them. Because when I got my first smartphone, when I moved from basic handset onto a smartphone, I felt my productivity actually went up. So that's something I I really means I felt. I really liked about it and now I use smartphone regularly whether it's an iPhone or an, or an Android phone. So that's one reason. The other reason is I know there are a lot of people who are probably relatives, parents, siblings, uh, you know, of uh, visually impaired and they may be listening to this podcast. So they may be, you know, in a dilemma of which is the best, uh, you know, smartphone to get for their, uh, for their, uh, for the visually impaired person. So, uh, I'll, I'll just you know probably do this episode and post this I'll be doing one more episode on iPhone probably after listening to these two episodes they will be probably you can make an educated choice uh, which is the best smartphone to get so you know it will help them as well and also those people who are probably thinking of moving from iPhone for maybe a lot of reasons probably they feel iPhone's cost uh, you know is a, has escalated and they don't feel it to be any more value for money or maybe purely just that they are on a tight budget or you know probably that they like a certain feature that's available on uh, 
android that they want to use so it can be multiple reasons so for them as well it will help so right so let's kick it off uh, see uh, basically when you come to android phones uh, the one thing good about android phones and the one actually downside as well is that unlike apple where apple tends to manufacture it's only manufacturer of uh, ios devices there's no third party uh, manufacturer who will you know you can get an iphone from or rather an ios device from rather so apple uh, you know that way you know, now you can, i would not say the monopoly but i would say it's a single uh, manufacturer of an ios device so that way what happens is whatever ios update they would be giving that again belongs to ios also is i mean completely controlled by apple so that's a good thing so all the software features or software updates you get they're streamlined they're uniform so what that would mean is if you have an iphone 7 and you have an iphone 10r or 11 for that matter you would have this more or less the same accessibility features uh however the hardware capability of the phone may vary that maybe you know this has extra tof sensor or probably it has better cameras and obviously that's the reason why an yearly iteration makes sense a yearly upgrade makes a sense so that may vary a little but more or less the software wise features would be same however that was not case with the android before uh, android nougat that's before android 7 uh you know there were a lot of smartphones which had certain accessibility features and some which did not have those accessibility features if you wanted really top of the line or the best accessibility features available you had to go for a very high end smartphone or like the flagship smartphones with android 7 uh you know post that i think that has no uh, significantly reduced most of the smartphone at least 95% of the smartphones android smartphone the market tend to have same kind of accessibility features so that's a big plus i think uh, that has happened in android and one more thing along with that that that's good about android is that unlike iphone where you know have fixed price and as i said there's no single manufacturer it's apple uh, the advantage you get in uh, basically android is android as i said having you know n number of manufacturers android being open source so android is used by n number of manufacturers samsung lg then you have your vivo smart uh, chinese companies xiaomi then you have your uh, oneplus so i mean there are a lot of people who actually manufacture uh, samsung uh, sorry android smartphones so the point is in that what the best thing about that is that you have a range price range that's quite uh, diverse so you have a price range that would be from 100 dollars starting as cheap as that you, you can get a smartphone of android that may you know that may be valued at you know may be costing at 1000 dollars and these phones are generally those smartphones the folding phones like the moto razer or the recently samsung z z z flip or z flip however you would like to call it so yeah so those are you know those folding phones so yeah so the you know you have a diverse uh, this thing and uh, that that's something good so it gives people who are on a budget or who are probably you know uh, have a fixed uh, this thing so it helps them a lot so they can go for a particular uh, uh, model which are suit them uh, suits their budget however the hardware capabilities and the specs will obviously vary it will depend which processor how much ram and how much internal memory what kind of a cameras it has so yeah that all will obviously vary when you go from 100 to but however accessibility features may not be directly impacted however camera i'll come to uh, camera is very very important for even visually impaired that also i'll cover in this episode so let's kick off with the accessibility features that are available uh i just want to make one thing very very clear is i will be purely covering only vision related accessibility features on android 
because i am not a, i am not be the right person to cover any hearing or any motor related issues uh, i mean accessibility features that are uh, people who have that issues uh, because i i am not personally using them so i am not the right person to give my opinion on it so i'll be giving my opinion on vision related so starting off taking off uh, quickly first feature that uh, you get on android uh, accessibility is uh, you get an talkback so talkback is nothing but for pe- people from I- ios would understand is a voice over or direct competitor and as i said when you have moved on to android 10 which is the latest version of android and android 11 should be coming quite soon uh, means maybe another 6 7 8 months the developer previews have started already so yeah anyway so the point is talkback has evolved with uh, as android has evolved and it's quite good now i will say it's quite good it's quite stable and uh, the best thing is now you can say it's at par with voice over and uh, you know for people who are not aware what is a voice over or talkback uh, basically what happens is if let's let me give a very small analogy suppose there is jaws jaws is a screen reader for you know probably uh, for windows machines most people use jaws and uh, jaws is a screen reader and it reads what's uh, how your mouse whenever your mouse mouse interacts with something or it, you know your key keyboard also interacts it will give you a speech output so basically what you what you touch what you are interacting with the mouse on the screen it will let you know through voice for example you clicked on my computer that kind of thing so what actually happens is uh, with talkback and with voice over same thing it's it's a screen reader for the smartphone so whenever you with a touch you whenever you interact with any of the elements that are present on the screen it will give you a voice uh, feedback it will say oh you're touching this app or you're touching on this particular key so and the best thing about this is unlike jaws where you have to get a license and you have to you know buy it separately this come inbuilt with the smartphones so that's something really neat so that's that's about talkback so i'll give a sample of how talkback sounds so i hope uh, this is this is quite clear to most of them uh, this is how it goes talkback provides spoken feedback for ui interactions double tap to activate Battery 83%. 9 935. Display size set items on the screen to a size easy for you to see in list touch zoom zoom in or out controls font message call voice notifications read caller info and messages out loud. Double tap to activate. Message WhatsApp 509. Collab. Message call voice. Display size. Set items on the screen to a size easy for you to see. Yeah. So that's how a talkback sounds actually. So basically, I touched up on time. I touched the status bar uh, for battery percentage and told me what the battery percentage currently was. So yeah. So basically, whenever you interact with any element on the screen, it gives you a voice. Uh, yeah. output like this so this is quite neat uh, this on feature that you know you can use a lot and uh, yeah you need a little bit of a practice a small learning curve is there but not a huge learning curve i would say and uh, that's something uh, i would say you know if you it's, it's something very intuitive also once you get used to it uh, you will be like you're acing it out so that's not a major concern and uh, coming to other features which are there i would say the top 3 i would pick i mean there are a lot of uh, because it depends upon uh, the different uh, yeah again one more thing about android very quickly see uh, what as i told you there are different manufacturers uh, you know uh, 
manufacturing Android devices, what tends to happen is every manufacturer, I mean, tweaks the basics, uh, I mean, Android uh, OS and tends to put his uh, own features onto it, their own features onto it rather. So that's called custom UI. For example, if you have an Apple device, it's going to surely run on iOS. However, what happens with Android phones is, uh, depending on which manufacturer you're getting it from, the and it will the basic will remain remain on android however the you know certain ui changes would be there so for example samsung uh, it has its own custom ui that's called uh, basically one ui 2.0 so that's running currently on most of the samsung devices so they have made some custom changes onto it and uh, then when you go to probably you go to xiaomi phones they have their mi uis running in you go to oneplus you have that oxygen os and very few phones, I, the best that I can remember comes to my mind is Google Pixel and Nokia phones tend to have that stock Android or basically, uh, you know, without any custom uh, UI changes, they, you know, they have the vanilla Android running on them. So most of the other uh, manufacturers tend to put their own skin on it, skin onto it, you can say, or the UI. So don't worry, the good thing as I told you earlier was that accessibility features may not change that dramatically, uh, that drastically rather, I'm sorry. So they would more or less remain the same. However, you know, there are certain ROMs that are more suitable for, uh, rather certain UIs that are more suitable for visually impaired. I'll cover that as well, which I'll, I'll pick the top four brands that you should actually, uh, you know, should be your first choice if you're going for an Android phone. I'll be covering that. So coming to the other few accessibility features, I would say one is magnification. There are two types of magnification in Android. That one is touch zoom and one is triple tap, triple tap to zoom. I would now talk about triple tap because touch or it's sometimes even called window zoom and I mean there are other few options but however I'll talk about triple tap zoom because not only that I find it to be the most helpful personally also that I feel it's there on the most of the devices and touch zoom and window zoom has to still be available in most of the phones. So uh, you know a triple tap zoom is as I said you know battery for example percentage you want to know and it's on the right uh, top corner and it's generally on the status bar so it's a little uh, it's generally uh, font size is quite small and uh, you know you want to see what's the battery percentage and uh, you know it's, you might be finding it difficult so you just triple tap on that area and that area tends to zoom and you can do pinch to zoom in and you can use the pinch gestures and all and you can do the needful so yeah it helps a lot it works across the system it even works on third-party apps so that's something great. So you got a PDF document, you got anything, you're on Facebook, wherever you are, this will work across this Android system. So that's something really great. And uh, second option is color correction. And by the way, TalkBack also works across the system. That's not the, it's not the case that it works only within some certain apps, it works for all the apps. So yeah, so coming to color correction, color correction is basically for uh, people who have some issues with, uh, you know, seeing, uh, probably identifying certain colors. So they can use this option to, you know, probably uh, make the screen easier to see. Then uh, coming to third option, uh, which I really uh, personally use is color inversion. So basically color inversion, you know, uh, there may be a lot of people who probably prefer dark backgrounds uh, with, you know, lighter text on top because, uh, like me because it, I feel the if there's a bright background say a white background at the back it hurts my eyes and it uh, drastically reduces my readability so I would prefer if the background was a little darker in color and the foreground was a little lighter I can read more I can read for a longer while and uh, I feel my eyes are not that strained so what color inversion would actually do is it does not turn the background into dark it just purely inverts the colors because 
most of the i mean now it's a trend that many people are looking at dark mode night mode dark theme and all that stuff but earlier you know one and a half year back uh, i mean not even one and a half probably one year back uh, most of the android phones or rather smartphones that used to come they used to have inbuilt dark theme so most of the stuff you saw was actually with white backgrounds whether now whatsapp has a dark theme uh, facebook light on facebook also i i'm hearing it's going to come with uh, though facebook light already has a dark mode I could not find it on Facebook. Twitter has one. So, yeah, most of the third-party apps also are looking to support dark theme and nowadays Android phones that come uh, inbuilt with dark theme, what that will do is dark theme would do for you is actually it will make the background dark, but it will work across certain set of apps, certain native apps like a call dialer, messages, so all those and certain Google apps like YouTube, Google Play. So, even your Google Assistant would be turned and for people who want the Gmail to be in dark, uh they have to be on under 10 so this would actually ideally work if you are an android 9 and above but for gmail to be in dark mode you have to have android 10 you should be on android 10 so if you are looking to buy a phone i would say preferably have the latest and the greatest android uh, that is android 10 out of the box it would be better how it is not compulsory you can go for any third party app which supports a mail uh, client which supports like spark is there for example that supports dark mode so yeah you can go for that as well if you're not on android 9 or android 10 currently don't worry you can go for third party apps which do support dark mode so yeah and coming back to the point color inversion the thing about color inversion is inversion is as it, as i said just inverts the color so what happens is if you have pdf you have pdf is generally you know you have white color background and you have a black color uh, text on it so as soon as you switch on a color inversion the black page uh, the, the back uh, background of white turns to black and the foreground turns into white so yeah so readability goes up and this is again across the uh, system the downside to it is basically if you're in facebook and you know i use facebook in dark uh, since facebook light i'm using now but if i'm using facebook and I, since i don't have a dark mode in it i you know i find it difficult to sometimes read stuff and all so i'll turn that uh, color inversion on so it, everything becomes uh, background becomes black and foreground becomes a lighter text or white so i'm able to read the posts and everything that are put out by my friends however the photos and the videos also get inverted so that's a little bit of a downside however the uh, advantage you have in iphone is iphones have something called a smart inversion which is really good what they do is they tend to only touch that only invert the text part and the photos and uh, videos are not uh, uh, you know changed at all so that's something i have not seen on android hopefully android 11 may have it however in the first uh, preview 1 and preview 2 i have not found that option in the developer preview so maybe it's in built uh, time will tell uh, what accessibility features will get added with android 11 i hope if any developer is listening to it please uh, consider you know making that change so this is the basic four these are basic four furthermore there are a lot of other things are there for example there are certain fo- uh, you know uh, phones uh, smartphones which allow you to suppose if you don't want to have talk back on always and uh, you're in workplace or you don't prefer talk back to be on always you have an option call as where you know the custom rom may have an option where you can switch on uh, you know speech output only for uh, calls incoming calls and for incoming messages so basically what it w- would mean is that whenever you receive a message immediately read out the message for you that uh, not the message content as uh, not the message content that also you could do but the fact is it will read out the who is the sender of the message you have received a message from xyz it will let you know similarly from call you are getting a call from xyz it will let you know like an alert so you know if you want to pick or don't want to pick it's up to you uh and then that's up to you so yeah so that kind of alerts or op- options are available in certain roms 
and i'll tell you the best which one which ones are there and then you have something called high contrast keyboard that is quite useful and then you have high contrast text so what that basically does does is that makes your uh, you know text bolder so it's easier to see then coming to display options uh, some very neat uh, you know uh, useful features obviously dark mode is one of them but however you know i would say these three stand out one is you can increase the display size so basically what would happen is if you increase the display size uh, icons become bigger so it's easier to see and you know uh, probably it will be lot it's basically it's a lot easier for us to see as you know text also becomes a little more visible however separately you have an option of font size increase also when you do that it's even it's quite good uh, and uh, you know the entire text actually becomes bigger so good thing about uh, even i'm coming to the third option font type so you can even change the type of font maybe you find certain type of font more readable so when you do these three things the best thing is it is across the system again it will apply across the system so the good thing is whether it's whatsapp whether it's facebook whether it's your settings app anything even if it's a notification uh, uh, the quick toggles that you pull down that also will become a little bit uh, more visible to you however status bar will not be the various you battery and stuff will not be uh, you know modified due to this so that's something really nice about it so what happens is as text becomes bigger it's easier for you to read and stuff that's really really neat so it's something i really like so these are the few you know i wanted to cover and yeah different phones even have more advanced options than this uh, i will touch a little bit as i go through the four brands that i wanted to recommend so th this is the thing and uh, furthermore i would like to touch upon uh, voice typing so what is voice typing so basically uh, for people who know probably they may be most of you would be aware for people who are not aware as i said who are coming from basic handset so probably you know you uh, don't like to type or you find it very cumbersome to type on a virtual keyboard and it's too cramped up, cramped up for you so you don't like to type so what you could do about it is uh, there's something called voice typing so one thing good about voice typing that i really like in most of phones is you get a feedback you get a you know a sound comes so when you touch that uh, microphone that microphone icon on the keyboard immediately a sound comes and what that helps is it lets you know that it is ready to listen to you so whatever you say to uh, say when the recording starts it will convert that into text and type it out for you it will work across all the apps whether you are sending an email you are sending a whatsapp message to a friend you are sending a normal message to a friend so it will work across the apps that's the best thing so for example you want to type an email the email probably you receive something from your boss or a colleague or anybody so you can just type on uh, sorry tap on that rather tap on that microphone button please pardon me and uh, you can just start off by saying uh, hi uh, uh, thanks for your reply um, uh, thanks for or rather thanks for a quick response i will be looking into the matter and i'll be getting back to you soon uh, have a great day thanks cheers uh, shiva so something of that nature so what it would do is it will type that out for you so you don't need to physically type it however one thing i would say is uh, you know accuracy uh, generally if your pronunciation is quite fine and your accent is okay generally it tends to pick up quite well in, i'll say more than 99% and uh, otherwise also it's 98 around i'll say it's not too bad so what i would recommend is if possible try it out a few times initially at least please do check that what it has typed is correct or not because you don't want uh, you know the wrong uh, message going to the other person uh so that's something i would recommend you to do initially so once you get used to it your accuracy is going just going to go up because it will understand you and you will understand how it works so yeah so that's something good in what i like about voice typing the third thing is you know uh, 
apart from the features when it comes to the virtual assistant so yeah virtual assistants are very very critical to me i you know i use them very extensively so virtual assistant in the sense for example iphone has siri google has google assistant samsung uses its own bixby cortana and alexa will not talk about right now because uh, anyway uh, neither microsoft is actually manufacturing much phones nowadays and uh, i don't in at least most of the countries fire phones and fire ta- tablets are not being manufactured by amazon so yeah and bixby i'll keep out of the conversation because i think still it has it has a long way to go so the thing is uh, google assistant would be by default available on all smartphones of android uh, so no you don't need to worry about that and honestly i feel it's a best uh, virtual assistant among all of them uh, there are a lot of features i use i'll just give you one example uh, so for you to just understand um, you know like around 10 15 days back uh, there was a new feature that was launched So what that would do basically suppose you get a link from your friend uh, you know a whatsapp link uh, saying that read this article it may be of it may be of anything it may be of any of your interest it may be sports it may be anything fashion anything and you click on that link and you know it takes you to it redirects you to a default web browser and then when you are you know you you go to the web page you see thousands of words or you know use your you talk back or you use various other tools to read So uh, the thing is here what happens is I know talkback is uh, quite comfortable people may be quite comfortable with it but uh, you know what you could actually do is stay on that web page and activate your google assistant by either you know saying hi google or hey google or rather okay google and uh, or else pressing the button that's mostly present in most of the smartphones new smart android smartphone dedicated button is available so you can just activate it and once it's activated you can say read this page so what that would do is it will convert that text or uh, text web page into an audio file so yeah so the, the good thing about that is since it's converted into an audio file you can do all the audio fu- functions on it like you know you can controls will be available like you can play pause go back by 10 seconds go f- ahead by 10 seconds increase the speech rate probably you want to listen at 1.5x 2x depending on your convenience so yeah that's quite neat and whenever it's reading something it even highlights it on the uh, on the web page as well what it's reading so that's also you know quite useful and uh, the best part of it i have not come to is actually on the go translation so what tends to happen is you can go to uh, you know you can, you can go to settings and go to translate and select the language you are comfortable in probably there is a english website or maybe for example i am from india our language is hindi so i may see a english website and uh, I am not comfortable in say in English. So what I can do is I can select Hindi, and then what uh, Google would do is actually convert that page into Hindi and read it out. The the content of the page would be in English, but Google will do on the go translation and it will read out the contents to you in Hindi. So that's something really really neat. I find quite useful. I do this mostly for Chinese website actually. So you know I like to get my hands on very or uh, you know odd tech things. like led smart glasses or you know those uh you get these alarm clocks which you can set through bluetooth and all so i i am yeah so i i generally tend to order from china however i am not ordering currently i'm just i'm just kept it on hold but generally i do order from china through banggood or any other other such websites so yeah so anyway that's something i just want to add so quite a good uh, piece of technology you find some uh, really innovative things you find so yeah anyway coming back to the point i sorry sorry for digressing 
so yeah so the thing is uh, this is something i like and there are a lot of options in that you know virtual assistant uh, like google assistant really helps you in a lot of areas uh, it personally depends upon you i just gave you one example as you keep on using it you'll get better at it so these are the these are the basic uh, you know options that you get in uh, uh, any android device uh, however good or uh, you know however cheap it might be so you can expect these uh, basic accessibility features to be available so that's a great thing about it whether you're going for a hundred dollar phone or are you going for a like up to thousands so you're bound to get these features inbuilt so that's something really neat and uh, i would say even you know you can go for ideally you would, you would go for these four brands the four brands I i'm about to mention i would recommend them uh, brands such as lg samsung google and even oneplus uh, yeah among all these four uh, oneplus is a chinese brand but i really think they're quite good though they are chinese so and yeah their cost value for money is also you can say quite good i would say yeah because they're they're priced actually quite reasonably so anywhere around 600 500 to 600 or 650 dollars you'll get it for an indian rupees it will be anywhere around 30 to 40000 so rupees 30 to 40000 and uh, yeah and you have uh, google pixel is obviously the costlier one among all of them it is the costliest uh, samsung also yeah it has its own flagship s20 x20 ultra and all however samsung you get some other phones as well which are you know in the mid range category so those are also good enough i would say you don't need to go for a flagship and uh, then lg yeah lg also yeah lg is notorious for its price drops so be careful with that i would recommend don't buy any lg phone that's but however lg has started pricing their phones quite well however i would say that you can go for a earlier model as well one year older model or you know somewhere around that uh, for lg so like a, i would recommend you go for a v series v20 v30 i'll not say v20 30 right now i would say v30 plus or v40 would be a great buy and v50 if it's available i would not still recommend it because it was not one of the greatest phone they came out with and v60 would come so yeah i mean v50 v60 you can stay away from v30 plus and v40 would be quite good but anyway it really depends upon your personal choice i'm just recommending these you may like the feel in the hand and you probably the weight of the phone most of the android phones are around 180 to 200 grams uh, that's something neat so that's nice and uh, they are quite light to hold on hand, hold uh, and most of the four brands i mentioned they do their uh, weight distribution quite well so they still even feel much lighter one more thing i want to quickly add is uh, i just wanted to cover this uh, though it's not directly related to accessibility i just wanted to quickly cover that uh, whenever you buy any smartphone uh, i would recommend you to keep two things in mind one is uh, first and foremost is battery backup yeah because uh, most of the smartphones as i said uh, slimmer is better is the new philosophy so the smartphones are getting slimmer day by day and uh, that's a trend that seems to be trend Uh, so what tends to happen is uh, with the slimmer phones, ideally, as the technology now stands, you cannot really pack a six thousand or a five thousand mAh battery into them. So you have to go for three thousand five hundred or three thousand three hundred, three thousand or four thousand, four thousand change mAh. So when you, you listen to a lot of YouTube reviews, they will be like, you know, oh, this battery backup is great for a particular phone, and it gives you one day or one and a half day of charge uh, usage rather. However, I would say, yeah. Uh, that would make sense for a lot of normal usage but since we are visually impaired and we tend to use uh, screen brightness at the max or at least around the max and uh, we tend to have talkbacks on 
uh, so that would drain the battery and few other accessibility features uh, which I'll come to uh, I'll come to one more uh, in the second point I'm I'll come to that uh, so when you're using those you have to be mindful that it is preferable you go for a little bulkier phone probably but you go for a one which has you know good uh, battery backup like 5000 and 6000 Samsung is coming out with phones which are 6000 mAh and they're quite light by the way they are like 180 grams so that's absolutely uh, thumbs up for I mean kudos to Samsung for that so 6000 mAh would be great so with our kind of usage that would that will last for a quite a long even though we have talkback and everything switched on or probably we use bluetooth a lot you know probably you're sitting in office and you don't want your uh, co-employees to be disturbed you may be using a wired earphone up to you so we'll be making a lot of usage of the phone in a different manner so i feel battery usage also is something you should capacity should you should take into account and uh, apart from that uh, one more thing uh, i was coming to cameras Yes, uh, you know, cameras, 20x, 30s, octal zoom, this sensor, that sensor, so many things are coming up. However, I would say, uh, you know, cameras do make a lot of, uh, hold a lot of importance for us as well as VIs. I'll come to that why, for two reasons. One reason is, you know, whenever I go to a low light, because see, uh, Google Pixel, what it actually did, uh, it really changed the way we looked at low light photography. It really, you know, changed the way we looked at photography as, as a whole. I mean, by far, it is one of the best uh, photograph, uh, I mean, uh, ca camera phones that's out there in the market, including the iPhone. So they ca came out with something with night sight kind of a mode where, you know, in low light, you know, you get still get very good without any much of noise or graininess, you get good photo. So with a lot of computational technology and all, it's being done. That's okay. That's fine. But what does it do for us is most of the other smartphones also have a very good low light cameras because the sensors are probably better. So what that helps us in is, especially for me, when I'm actually in low light area or I'm, you know, moving around in an area which is quite dark and I find it difficult to move around, I just pull out my smartphone camera, switch on uh, smartphone and <laughs> switch on the camera and, uh, you know, I try to see through it. So, you know, everything becomes a lot more brighter for me. So that's a phone's, uh, because that the phone tends to do that. So I can move around more comfortably. So that's something I use it for. So it's something you can make use of. However, I would recommend you do a little bit of training uh, because it would require a little bit of training. I would not say huge learning curve, but slight learning curve is there. So yeah, for navigation, I quite often pull out my smartphone. So yeah, cam the better the camera, the better the sensor because the bigger the sensor, the more the light it allow allows you to pass. So I would prefer you check that out before buying a phone. And yeah, one more thing about battery very quickly, I missed out. I'm sorry, I'm coming back to it. The thing is, even if you like a phone which is probably slim and you know, 3500 mAh battery or 4000 also, and you're like, no, I want to buy this because you probably like the camera of it because most of flagship phones have good cameras. Even mid-range do tend to have nowadays. So what I would recommend is, uh, you can do is that, uh, you know, you can just check whether uh, the phone supports fast charging or not. So basically smart charging or fast charging, mostly it's called fast charging. See, the thing about that is 90% of the phones nowadays do support fast charging. So fast charging is nothing but, you know, you have this, thanks to this Chinese manufacturers, you, up to 50 watt charges you get. So just to put it in context, uh, earlier it used to take 4000 mAh battery to charge for a, about around two and a half hours, around two, three years back. Now same 4000 mAh will go from zero to 15, say less than half an hour. So that's what fast charging has done. So how that would help you is you get a phone that's around 3500 mAh battery, maybe it would support, uh, probably it would support fast charging, I suppose it should. And uh, then you're going for lunch, your battery has come down to 20 or uh, 30%. So you can just 
through wall socket it would work not ideally or through a power bank which supports uh, fast charging it would work but not through uh, usb of your uh, port of your systems and most of the usb ports of most of the workplace systems are anyway disabled so yeah so through a wall socket charger or through a power bank which you are carrying which supports fast charging you can just connect your phone to it go for a lunch with by the time you come half an hour back or how long ever you have your lunch for your phone would be fully charged so yeah or you can do it at any other time probably use your phone while you're having lunch so i don't really don't know so you know you got the basic idea there so you know that way your phone is back to 60 70 and you're back to using it for an entire day so yeah so that's something you can do so coming back to camera one more thing is you know earlier we used to use something called as digital video magnifiers uh, those big bulky devices which you has to have uh, some uh, screen real estate or around 5 inches 6 inches in front and uh, they had cameras at the back with led flash and uh, you used to put it over physical paper magazine or and use it to read uh, used to zoom the text and you know then you can change the color options high contrast black on white yellow on uh, blue blue on yellow and all that stuff combinations and they used to be quite costly 4 5 years back yeah so now what you can do is you turn your smartphone into it uh, you can do it for all smartphones uh, of android uh and uh, there are two apps i would recommend one is we zoom that is we zoom that is we z o m it's a great app uh, i feel it's my first choice it also does the same thing it converts your entire phone into a video magnifier so it's like it works like any other app uh, and the other is uh, wiser v i s o r it's the oldest app that is there but i would feel that we zoom is much better uh, slightly better i'll say So it's upon you. It's on upon your personal choice. There might be new apps that may have been added, but I personally use Bezoom. So you get all the options that a digital magnifier gave you. Zoom in, and autofocus is. I mean, obviously, if you buy a good flagship phone or even a mid-range phone with a good camera, your autofocus should be ideally good. And uh, generally, you have dual uh, dual LEDs uh, in most of the phones now. So dual LED flash is there. So obviously, the lighting will also be quite good. and as i said if you get a good battery backup phone that's what i was coming to i said that's why battery backup is important if you're using a digital magnifier around 4 or 5 years back they were supposed to give you around 3 hours or 2 hours of battery backup if you have a phone which has around 6000 or 5000 mah battery it will last you around with the app on for around 7 to 8 hours so yeah so that would be really nice mm, so you can go for uh, you know you you can go for any smartphone android and these apps will be supported so that's cool about it how a samsung does it a little i like the way samsung does it samsung has something called as inbuilt uh, one in, it has a mode called as easy mode so what samsung would do is uh, it's an easy mode is basically for people who are senior citizens or visually impaired who have a little vision issues so it makes everything you know a little larger and easier to see and also it adds its own app which is a video magnifier app onto the home screen so a great thought by samsung really really appreciate it and that is also quite good if you have a samsung phone so yeah uh, samsung uh, from a long while even 4 or 5 years back when you would say hands on hands down uh, iphone rocks in accessibility samsung was trying to do different things and they were trying to give, come with innovative ideas so yeah so uh, samsung has been i would say among all the four brands uh, anyway google has just recently joined the race so i would say more or less samsung has been more the uh, you know somebody who's taken the you know first step in making phones more accessible in android space at least and uh, the thing about uh, uh, samsung is uh, what i really like about uh, this thing is that you know they have even more a little more extra features like these uh, which are inbuilt so i really really uh, thank them for the thoughtfulness and even if you go to the website they they mention it as a separate point uh, accessibility related like iphone does on iphone website you'll find it 
uh, on uh, i on apple website you'll find it i'm fumbling again i'm sorry i'm just looking at my notes so yeah so that's the thing so this is something really cool uh so app uh, samsung is quite good and by one more thing uh, samsung calls its color inversion as negative colors so just be mindful of that if you have a samsung phone oh color inversion is not there is there ideally they call it negative colors so just just be mindful of that so yeah so that's uh, i wanted to cover so this is all majority i wanted to cover few things i just want to quickly add uh, uh you know when it comes to display the type of display and size of display I really prefer the OLED panels. Uh, personal preference, it may be a P OLED or a G OLED or whatever type of OLEDs are there. Super AMOLED and AMOLED. So uh, IPS LCD panel is there, and then you have got these uh, TFT screens. So yeah, I mean resolution is a different issue. Uh, whether it's HD plus or full HD plus or ultra HD or it's 2K, 4K screen and all. Anyway, however, I would like to tell you, uh, you know, honestly speaking. Uh, I prefer OLED because I really love the way the colors look and the way I mean it's much clearer to me. It's my it's my personal. Uh, OLEDs are something or Ultra HD something equivalent to your Retina display on your iPhones. So I would prefer you check them out uh, or any phone which is on any of the panels. Whether it's on uh, Super AMOLED is also a great option. OLED is great. Whether it's P OLED or G OLED. And uh, personally, that's my personal choice. Even you can go for IPS, uh, but which has you know 2K display probably. Uh, ultra hd display so yeah so those phones i would recommend because they are much more uh, you know easier to see and they are much more clearer to see uh, coming to display size uh, it's a personal choice i really prefer you know phones which are around 6.3 6.4 inches max uh, i like to have one hand usage so i like little narrower phones uh, i like to you know use my phone generally with one hand one hand rather not hands i'm sorry so the thing is uh, with the new phones which having less and less bezels uh, you know with uh, body to screen ratio increasing to around uh, you know screen to body ratio rather increasing to around 90% and above the great thing is you can buy a phone which is around 6.4 6.5 inches and still you know the phone would be having a form factor of around 5.5 inch screen uh, so that's something great so i personally prefer any phone which is below 6.3 or 6.4 inches uh, starting from 6 So that's my personal preference because I like one-hand usage. So yeah, so uh, this is something. And one more thing is two more things very quickly. I want to uh, incorporate into this is on a personal uh, note, I like to use uh, waterproof, uh, basically phones which have IP ratings. So out of the four brands I mentioned, uh, Samsung does not have an IP rating for most of its mid-range phones. LG does have for its V series, most of its V series. uh it's it has an ip rating and uh, what it means also i'll give an uh, i'll let you know google does have that's something great but google is a costly one please be aware of that and uh, oneplus is flash proof that also from oneplus 7 onwards they have started declaring to be flash proof to the best of my knowledge so it's not really water resistant so it just is flash proof so what does google and lg have in uh, great about them is that probably you know you are you you drop your phone into onto in, into a bucket or probably a bathtub Uh, or you into swimming pool or any into any water body for that matter that in the ocean so the thing about that is you know these phone don't get easily water damaged or don't get water damaged at all with my experience i have taken them into shower as well uh, you know probably i would listen to some podcast or something so or uh, while i'm swimming swimming so i want to take some underwater clicks and all so yeah so i have not found any issues to be in the phone at all so that's something really really important to me because uh, sometimes you know with or without our knowledge we tend to drop our phones and or you know we tend to put them on a surface which may be not really dry 
so you know that adds a lot of value to me uh so that's a personal value so yeah so that's something you maybe want to watch out for when you're buying a phone second thing is uh coming to lg specifically uh lg comes with a military grade build and what i love about that is i thought it's initially a marketing gimmick but i don't think so uh, now because lg tends to have that good build quality does lead to a lot of uh, you know cases where you have a major drop or even a sim simple drop or a not so severe drop or small drop rather you tend to drop your phone uh, the good thing is your phone uh, they're not you cannot there are no uh, dents or cracks onto the screen or neither on the body of the phone yeah i know <laughs> lg phones uh, or most of the phones which support wireless charging do come with glass backs but they are mostly cornella cornella glass gorilla glass uh, maybe 3 or above so 4 or 5 i'm depending on how recent the model is so gorilla glass uh, so yeah so it's yeah so that's obviously added added feature because i tend to drop my phone a lot of times so this is my personal choice i go for a phone which has got a very good build quality i really prefer lg so i'll i'll just go back to the four brands very quickly I would say OnePlus 7 gives you value for money, and its updates are really good. You get all the updates continuously, so that's something I really appreciate. Other thing is, you know, uh, you I would really recommend you is Samsung mid-range phones. They give you good value for money. LG does. Google Pixel, I would say, if you have that cash to spend and you want a really good camera, go for it. Uh, because uh, Google's hardware is a little bit hit and miss kind of thing, but however, I hope they have improved with the latest iterations because they had the blue tint issue and all that stuff. And uh, you know, so so I have to be mindful of that. So that's one thing. And One Plus Seven, as I said, updates are regular. Uh, the only notorious among them is LG. Their software updates are painfully slow. So I would request you to be mindful of that. You may not get the latest Android, uh, you know, anytime soon. so just be careful about that so while buying lg while buy lg has its own positives so yeah this is what all i want to cover in this particular episode i'm just checking my notes i i suppose i have covered everything so uh, that's all i want to cover in this particular podcast so i hope i have been useful and i hope uh, you find value out of this and uh, Yeah, I hope it's useful. I hope it helps some people to get some kind of an idea of what accessibility features are available on Android. So stay focused, stay happy, and I hope your vision or your goals you achieve all of them. So have your vision intact. Have a great day. Keep washing your hands. This is your host Shiva signing off. Have a really really great day or and a great week. Stay safe, stay happy. Have a great great weekend. Thanks guys.